Hi, welcome to the podcast of The Kelly Cotrera Show for Wednesday, October 21st. You may have heard Google is in the midst of an antitrust lawsuit in the States. Adam Oldfield will let us know what the outcome of this case could be. And no trick-or-treating, no problem. A small town has come up with an interesting way to hand out candies. They're calling it reverse Halloween. We'll get the skinny on that. And are we going to have a snap election? I can't imagine how the Prime Minister of Canada would look those people in their eyes, people who are afraid and worried, and say, I know you're worried and afraid, but we're going to an election because I don't like a committee. That is outrageous and it is absurd. Let me be very clear. The only way there is an election right now is because the prime minister chooses to have one. If he wants to, then he should just come out and say, I want an election and explain why. All right, that is Jagmeet Singh, of course, leader of the NDP. Uh, he, I mean, we don't know what he's going to say at 1 o'clock. We're going to carry that press conference uh, at uh, 1 live here on 640 Toronto. Uh, will he say, no, nope, we're not voting? And if he does decide not to vote, then you've got a situation where conservatives, bloc, and liberals all have the same amount of votes. And it could come down to the Greens and some independents. One of those independents happens to be Jody Wilson-Raybould. You think about that. I want to welcome onto the show right now, Pierre Polyev, who we've spoken to several times about the We scandal. And it really is at the heart of what's going on today in the House of Commons. Pierre, what's going on is a massive game of chicken. Are you guys prepared to blink first? We're not blinking. We're demanding the truth. Uh, Justin Trudeau's family took a half million dollars from a group that he gave a half a billion dollars to. That's corruption. And he's trying to cover up the truth. We just want to ask some questions and get some documents to find out how and why this exchange of uh, money happened. And Trudeau is threatening that if we continue to ask questions, he'll call an election and demand a majority government so that he has the power to shut down all future investigations into his conduct. Pierre, we spoke last week about the Anti-Corruption Committee and why you thought it was necessary uh, and why you were um, bringing this forward uh, to the House of Commons. Now, uh, apparently the Liberals, they took uh, they took ex- offense to the name Anti-Corruption Committee. So, so the Conservatives have decided, OK, we'll change the name of the party, of the uh, committee rather, and that's just not good enough for Trudeau. What do you think is at the heart of that? Cover up. He has blacked out documents and shut down parliament to prevent questions and information from coming out in this scandal. Now he wants to prevent a committee from even meeting and asking questions about it. Uh, He doesn't really care what the name of the committee is. He cares about keeping the truth from coming out. There must be one hell of an awful secret he's hiding here for him to go to these lengths, shutting down parliament. And then when it comes back, having his MPs, give 20 hours of speeches to paralyze three different parliamentary committees, and then, at the climax, threatening to bring down his own government in order to stop Parliament from looking in to this scandal, which saw his family get a half million dollars from a group that he helped give a half billion dollars to. Um, So all I can think is that there's some really awful facts that he knows are going to come out and that's why he's so desperate to cover it all up is there any part of you that thinks that trudeau actually wants an election or or do you think this is all about a cover-up 
Well, he does. He desperately needs an election before the truth comes out. I mean, if the truth comes out and before the election, he, he might be thrown from office. Um, if, if parliamentary committees are able to ask questions and get details, the RCMP might be forced to charge him uh, with a criminal offense. Uh, so he needs to put an end to this right now uh, before he gets himself in even more trouble. And so an election with a majority that will allow him to shut down all future investigations into his scandals is his best hope uh, to avoid account- accountability. The Liberals argue this is not the time uh, to be distracted by, you know, things like uh, committees uh, because we're in the middle of a pandemic. Can you just outline how that anti-corruption committee, whatever the name it would be, however it's titled, would actually work and if it would distract from the government helping out with their pandemics? To the contrary. Funds. To, the, to the contrary, the idea behind this committee is to remove the Wee scandal from other committees, the Finance Committee, the Operations Committee, but let those committees get back to work on Canada's response to the pandemic and then have a separate place where we can, uh, for, you know, 10 or 15 MPs out of 338, um, you know, less than 5% of the MPs can go and investigate the Wee scandal. Um, that way, everyone else in Parliament can be working on the pandemic response. What will distract from our pandemic response is an election. And that's what Trudeau is threatening. What are your polls telling you about how an election would end up? Well, it really depends uh, whether or not Canadians are prepared to vote for a cover-up and let the Prime Minister off uh, to help him, give him the, the king-like powers that would uh, allow him to shut down investigations. Uh, if Canadians are prepared to have that, then they will uh, vote Liberal. If, they're demand, if they demand accountability and they demand a government focused on uh, protecting their lives and livelihoods, then they'll vote Conservative. Jagmeet Singh is going to hold a press conference today. We'll carry it live at 1 o'clock here on 640 Toronto. Um, he will announce his plans. He could decide not to vote, um, and then it's up to... Uh, go figure, possibly uh, a couple of independents, one of which is Jody Wilson-Raybould and uh, some Green Party members. Um, what would you like the NDP to do? Um, I think the NDP has to decide what is good for it uh, and for the country. Um, we cannot allow the prime minister to intimidate and cover up his own scandals uh, by threatening an election. So we hope the NDP will work hard to, to help us get to the truth. Uh, but beyond that, I'll let them make their own decisions. Okay, so we could reach a compromise today, and that, that could avoid an election. That's what some people are saying. What would that look like? I think the only two things we really need are the ability for the for a committee that is chaired by a member of the opposition uh, to uh, look into the we and other scandals. That's that's basically it. Beyond that, we're we're uh, very open to compromise. And what are you ultimately expecting from this afternoon? I know you don't have a crystal ball, but I mean, you've been having a lot of conversations. Look, I I just think that uh, Trudeau desperately needs an election because he and his office, uh, I think him and and five or six top staffers who know the truth are waking up in cold sweats in the middle of the night, terrified that the truth is going to come out in the wee scandal. And they desperately want an election before then so that they can shut down all the investigations into it. So whether he forces one today or or finds an excuse, another excuse next week, uh, this is a man who's desperate. 
uh, and who's got a lot of really ugly secrets. He's prepared to do anything to cover up. Pierre, I appreciate your time today. Thanks so much. It's going to be an interesting day for you, for sure. Thank you very much. All right. So Google's been slapped with an um, antitrust lawsuit in the States. I want to welcome onto the show Adam Oldfield, who's our 640 Toronto tech expert. Adam, you always make a great sense out of things going on right now. So welcome to the program. Good to have you on. Thank you, Kelly. Are you shocked that Google is uh, being faced with this antitrust lawsuit? Not at all. In fact, I'm a little surprised it hasn't happened sooner. And if we didn't have COVID, I would be willing to expect this would have been filed probably in May or June. I mean, they've been in front of the Senate and there's been a lot of speculation about what and how Google is using information and, and their Goliath operations with their search engines, their advertising. And I think this is been a bit of a bone of contention under the Trump administration with respects to how they're operating as a monopoly. To be a little segue to that, I think the Trump administration, Trump himself, President Trump, has a little bit of a, a problem over the fact that when you search in Google, there's a bit of an argument over what options you get to see or search results. And he's been disputing the fact that even from a political side, that uh, Google is burying information or political choices uh, when you're using it. So to, mm. to see this happening right now makes sense as an election's about to come forth in the U.S. Okay, but this isn't all about Trump. Let's talk about what this uh, lawsuit, this antitrust lawsuit focuses on specifically. Uh, specifically, it's about how much Google has acquired in the, in the search result and the engines uh, are primarily Google. Now, Google's claiming this is a flawed case. And of course, 90% in the U.S. use Google. 98% of the world uses Google as a search column. So uh, second to Google's search is YouTube, which, of course, is owned by Google. So part of this antitrust, to kind of give everyone a bit of a perspective, is over the last 20 years, Google has been gobbling up many, many companies to, to build itself to the Goliath it is. Its number one resources is, of course, revenue, advertising. And part of this monopoly trust lawsuit is the fact that Google is paying in, in, the, in the sum of billions to Apple and Amazon, uh, to ch Chinese manufacturers, um, with in, uh, Samsung being one of them, that it is the default search engine. So this happened back in Microsoft when they went through this antitrust situation and they were loading up the desktop software and you randomly always got Microsoft Explorer. The anti, this, this argument was you need to break it down. It doesn't have to be always shoved in your face. And this is something that is going to be dis, uh, discussed from an argument perspective of how and what is to be changed. So I see, and this is a long case, Kelly, that this is going to be, YouTube will probably Probably be the first one they're going to dismantle. That's my take on it, and I believe Maps will be the second because when you say dismantle, what do you mean by that? They'll be broken off and sold to a private organization. They'll be forced to sell it, similar to what we saw AT and T do. They had to uh, let other operations have the opportunity to buy into those systems. We as consumers won't notice a difference. YouTube will probably continue to run and we may not even notice a difference at all. But we may see when you're searching for items, should this uh, agreement come through, YouTube will not mainly be the number one thing you'll see in a search result. You won't always see videos in Google. That may be one of the first, first changes we expect to see or maps or other items that Google operates. Now, Google, it's, it's, I mean, we all know Google, we, it's a verb now. 
So <laughs> can't there be a case for uh, people, you know, saying, well, this is capitalism at work. I mean, they invested in themselves and clearly they promote themselves well. Why are they being victimized? Absolutely. And that's one of the defenses that Google's claiming is that they're not the only one on the market. There is uh, three other search engines that you can use, uh, DuckDuckGo, Bing, and Yahoo. Those are three other completely different search. And there's many others out there. But yeah, but not I've never popular. heard of the first one you referenced. DuckDuckGo? Yeah. <laughs> it's actually one of the best out there for if you don't want your privacy or, or your search uh, results to ever be found. Uh, DuckDuckGo okay. is... It is, it is uh, available to search as Google does. It just won't track you or trace you. Okay. I like that, actually. So uh, going with that, the other issue is that Google has continuously stifled startups. In fact, it's almost an ongoing joke in the startup technology business that, geez, maybe I can build it to get bought by Google. So one of the other elements of this lawsuit is that they're really trying to hammer down on, hey, you're so big, Alphabet, uh, and I'm calling that as that's the company getting sued at this moment, that it's time to start to break you up. And this is now uh, stifling innovation. It's stifling the uh, inability of startups to get into the market. And it, it needs to be more of, I want a company to succeed and grow and be successful. This is very common in the tech world or technology world where I just want to get started. Let's kind of get our foot in the ground. Let's come up with something unique. And let's hope Google or Amazon or Apple buys us. And that's really the big game plan they want to change. So Google must have known that this was coming based on the antitrust lawsuit against Microsoft in 1998. Oh, they, they're so, this is why I say, I know that when you're a trillion dollar company, they've had their lawyers ready, probably even had their defense all set and ready to, to file within a matter of days after this was issued to them. So uh, I'm sure many people in, in Google's world right now is knowing that they were continuing to grow in their market. Uh, obviously, they've got a big foothold when it comes to advertising, and they, that's really where all their money's coming from. It's a trillion-dollar valued company. And let's be clear, Kelly, the government doesn't have that much money in their pocket. So it's going to be an expensive, long court case, and it will be questionable about how long this can actually endure in the courtroom. Okay, Adam, give us some perspective from a tech guy's uh, point of view. Why should we care? Um, you know, what format, what, what platform we're searching on, like who wins in that? I mean, is it because of advertising dollars or is it because what, it, what's at the heart of this? The heart of it is that many people see, I'm talking from a small business side. I mean, my main primary business is an advertising agency. So, you know, as a, a company that works on behalf of small businesses, um, we use Google. And, you know, in this economy, in this market, um, it's very, very difficult to get the most uh, viewing eyes or activity. So this perspective is going to really kind of upset a few things for those that have invested. Small businesses I'm talking about, not the Walmarts and the big businesses. I'm talking about the little chocolate store, you know, the small little pawn shop. And, you know, they've, they've invested money into uh, companies or, you know, guys that do this for them. And should or if this breaks up and they try to say, no, 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 Google, you're no longer the primary search option. We're now going to make it uh, Yahoo and Bing. I mean, right now, that would mean every small business owner would have to invest 
more advertising dollars to be able to set to saturate the market. So this could be a bit of a, uh, I would say, a deterrent and yeah. possibly could even hurt small business further with regards to how much it's going to cost to try and get the same customer base. It's, it's going to be, I, I don't know the answer to what that could turn into. I just know it's going to cost a lot more if they do break it up. It's basically about getting your message out to uh, your, uh, your, your marketplace. That's right. Your consumers. So, I mean, most businesses want to be found. They want to be uh, marketed in a way that people can get to them quickly. Uh, and Google's really trying to ramp that up with their advertising. Keyword searches, type in a search, you get what you're looking for. They've been really honing in on those skill sets. And from that, they've invested now into the business side. So now in Google Maps, they now have businesses that are telling hours of operation services they offer. So this, again, uh, lawsuit uh, could break uh, Google into different categories. The bigger element to, though, uh, to this, though, Kelly, is Amazon. If I was sitting in the board of directors right now and oh, Jeff yeah. Bezos was at the end of the table, I'd be like, man, I think we better get our lawyers prepared because guess what? We're next. I want to thank you for your time today, Adam. Thanks so much for making sense of this story. Thank you, Kelly. Appreciate it. Have a great day. You too. That's Adam at Oldfield, our 640 Toronto tech expert. If this pandemic has taught us anything, is to be creative uh, when we're faced with uh, something that we have never faced before. And that would be the cancellation of Halloween in some cases, at least trick-or-treating in hot spots. The government doesn't want you doing it. Marta McDonald is company manager at Thousand Islands Playhouse in Gananoque. And we've invited her onto the show because I caught wind of something they're doing there. And I thought it was a great idea. It's called Reverse Halloween. Marta, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for having me. Tell us what Reverse Halloween is. Yeah, so Reverse Halloween is something we are doing in Gananoque where we have offered for children in the area to um, uh, sign up online to have candy delivered to their house by someone in costume instead of the other way around. Um, it's just an alternative option for people to do something if they don't feel comfortable or they're not able to go out trick-or-treating um, in, in the way they normally would on a regular Halloween. Okay, well, so you're bringing them bags of candy? Is that what's going yeah. on? Like you'll bring them yeah, their so, loot? Yeah, so basically we've put it out to the community. Um, the flip side of this is that there's lots of people in the area that are seniors or just don't feel comfortable putting their lights on this year and having kids come to their door as well. So um, they have the opportunity to donate candy. There's a, a donation box outside our theater right now um, and they can come and bring candy and we'll, we'll fill the bags in a safe way. And, and then our volunteers will be all dressed up and go um, door to door between five and 8 PM on Halloween night and deliver those bags to kids who hopefully will be dressed up as well. I love this idea because it yeah. is, uh, it's a safe way to celebrate Halloween. It's a creative way. It's a memorable way yeah. to celebrate Halloween. What kind of costumes yeah. are we talking about? Well, hopefully, I'm hoping for like true Halloween, so like witches and ghosts. And I actually had somebody specifically ask for a spooky monster to come to their house. So we're going to try to make that happen. We we are so uh, we're so lucky that this kind of really fits with as much as it's not even close to what we do as a professional theater organization. It, right. it really fits in that, like, we have costumes and we have people who are excited to do things like that. And we have, um, we have a ticketing system that people can really easily book to reserve bags with. And it, it just, it, it makes sense for us to do something for the community when we're not able to do our regular theater season. 
It's really inspiring for people listening right now that don't know what to do for their kids because trick-or-treating being blown up. This is just an exciting way to keep your kids at home safely, especially in the hot spots. If we had other theater companies that are listening, or, you know, <laughs> other organizations that want to get involved in this, I think we could copy this. And, and yeah, uh, yeah. I'm sure you wouldn't mind us piggybacking on your idea, would you? Yet. No, haven't trademarked it yet. No. <laughs> okay, good stuff. No. But it's, it, you know, it is a great thing to do. So, um, how how many people have responded to this? Like, how many kids are you looking yeah. at delivering well, to? Yeah, we're, we're a town of 5,000. I reached out to the uh, the three principals in the area um, la- last week and sort of checked in and sort of got their blessing, so to speak, um, to make sure that they thought that this was a good idea for their students. And so we, we put it out over Facebook last week um, on Thursday, actually, and it kind of um, it spread all over all over town, all over Facebook, all over the weekend. And we have had 130 signups as of yesterday. Um, and I haven't checked this morning. I should have checked, but I'm, I'm hope- we're hoping, I'm hoping it goes to 250 sort of at the minimum, but I know that there's a lot of people that are kind of hoping their, their neighborhoods or their communities will catch on as well. Um, we're really lucky in GAN that we have like a great support system just that we've built as like we are, we as are like one of the sort of largest organizations, the economic driver in the community and tourism season was so quiet this year that mm-hmm. kind of nice to boost morale in a way. And I think people are just craving something, and that's why we were looking forward to Halloween. We saw candy sales actually are at record highs as far as early candy sales this year. Yeah. So there are people that have candy that are now, you know, upset by the fact that, oh, what am I going to do with all this candy? And look at, if you gave me the opportunity to drop off candy I bought instead of, uh, you know, playing the odds, am I going to get kids? And how many of these candy bars am I going to ingest over the coming uh, weeks? Because it's not going to be months. It would be weeks. And I would be then regretting it. I would be all over this. This is a really great way as well for um, your cast members and people that are involved with the Thousand Island Playhouse to actually practice their chops at improvisation, I would imagine, right? Because you're going to treat every visit to a house very differently. Yeah, well, we are working mostly community-based. I mean, we, we, we hire from, like, we hire, like, nationally recognized artists. So most of them don't live here in Kanawakwe. So okay. they're not here with us right now. But, um, but we do have tons of volunteers that, um, that love, that love theater and love the make-believe and love those kinds of things. So I'm hoping we can get a few of those people really dressed up and wanting to, to participate for sure. And some of our staff, I'm sure. So what's it going to be like a little knock on the door and then you leave the candy and step away safely and have a little yeah. interaction with yeah, the kids? Well, is we, that the plan? We've, we, our plan is to have the candy sort of sit dormant, so to speak, for a few days. And then all of our all of our volunteers will be um, gloved and masked and um, sanitized and they'll be putting the bags together. And then on the night of, we'll have like like route maps for various volunteers. And um, we're partnering with the uh, Gamanakwe Chevrolet in our town. So they they're helping us out and I'm hoping that they will do some of the driving with some of their vehicles. Um, right. And then we'll take, yeah, cause we'll you got to store the various, bags. Yeah. You could take it around to various, uh, various areas in the neighborhood and then just kind of um, basically be one trick or treater, show up with the bags and, and wish them a happy Halloween and look at their costumes and, and, you know, give them a little bit of praise for the work mm-hmm. they put into them for the fact that they're not going anywhere. And, you know, just celebrate a little bit, do something a little bit positive. Talk about making lemonade. I love this Mm -hmm. idea of reverse Halloween. Thank you so much for joining us. No problem. Thank you. Well, that's it for the podcast. Thanks so much for spending some time. Don't forget, we broadcast live Monday through Friday, nine to noon on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Have a great day.